What is up, everybody? It is Wednesday. Hopefully, I'm back Friday. Hopefully, I get a full week going. Um, been kind of lazy. I apologize about that. But I'm getting back into it, getting my groove back. Um, some things I want to talk about. Um, it's WrestleMania season. I've been talking about a lot of WWE a lot more. So my Monday Night Raw recap, which I have not even watched yet, but I saw enough things on Twitter and Bleacher Report that I feel like I'm good enough to talk about. I'll watch it probably tonight or this mor- or tomorrow morning. Go from there. Um, there's not a lot I want to go over on Raw, except there's moments in sports. There's events. There's games that, being cliche as possible, transcend time and the sports world. Um, John Elway versus Joe Montana. Jordan versus Kobe, which we never saw that, but, well, we did, sort of, we did and we didn't, but, um, it was at the Jordan's tail end of his career, Kobe's early, but, um, LeBron versus Kobe, we never saw that in the finals, and I'm not gonna compare these two wrestlers I'm about to bring up, um, but at the same time, I might, um, two guys like Jordan and Kobe, but, in, uh, wrestling terms, I guess you technically could. Um, Tom Brady and, uh, more, um, sorry, more of a, uh, modern day is Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. And now we are on the build up to official, it's, it's officially on the build to WrestleMania and edge a surefire Hall of Famer, AJ Styles, a surefire Hall of Famer, who debuted in WWE in 2016, has six WrestleMania pay-per-view events. Again, WrestleMania is a Super Bowl of all Super Bowls. Okay. Uh, not of all Super Bowls, but of, rest of the wrestling world. Sorry, I'm a little off. So, Edge came out Monday, speaking about how he has an open challenge. And like I said, you know, I don't care for all the promo crap, but if there's a rhyme or reason for it, or it makes sense or it's at least entertaining, I'm good with it. And these day and age in pro, pro wrestling, that's a rarity. So when it happens, I'm, I'm glued to the TV. Um, and Edge, anytime he's on the microphone, it's there's a rhyme or reason for it. So when he was calling... AJ Styles came out. This Hall of Famer in indie wrestling is kind of like... If I could, I could kind of compare AJ Styles to Kurt Warner. You know, kind of the indies are kind of like the Arena League and the Canadian League. Like... They're still well-respected, they're still sought out, but it's not the big leagues like the NFL or WWE. Now, again, there's some marks in pro wrestling that will say, oh, no, that's not... A mark is a type of fan, by the way. Um, A smart-ass type fan, if you will. Uh, Excuse my language. Um, But I I could say AJ Styles is like Kurt Kurt Warner. Um, If you need something like Edge... I wouldn't say, I, I couldn't think of who Edge could be like. But anyways, AJ Styles, is, is since stepping into WWE, everybody complains about AJ's uh, booking and stuff like that. Not AJ's booking, but um, where certain people are. And AJ's been perfect. He He's a true veteran, he's a legend, and he's gotten everything he deserves. And he has had 
some of the greatest, not some of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history or in wrestling history, but I mean, WrestleMania 35, him versus Randy Orton, that build up. Um, that's like Kurt Warner versus John Elway. If you want to look at something like that, and that these comparisons are for the non-wrestling fans to kind of get an idea on the impact these wrestlers make in pro wrestling, so or have on pro wrestling. Um, I don't like the position that match was in. It's kind of like a UFC event. I don't know if it's like this with a UFC event or a boxing event, but you want the first match or you want the last match. You don't want second, third, fourth. No, it's, it's obviously different, but in wrestling terms, um, you either want the first match or the last match, or one of the last matches, um, not the second. That's kind of like a pee break for everybody. Um, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura, again, that's kind of like another uh, Canadian football league or a Korean baseball league to the NFL or the MLB. He was in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, that match was kind of like a high-flying type match. It's like a, a race between Tyreek Hill and Usain Bolt. Not that they're fast, but just the way they move in the ring. Um, AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. A lot of you um, casual wrestling fans or even non-wrestling fans will know who Chris Jericho is. Okay, One of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time. One of the... He has a pretty good rock band, in my opinion, in Fozzie. Um, metal, I guess. I, I don't know if I would consider Fozzie metal, but um, that's neither here nor there. Um, anything anything with Chris Jericho or AJ Styles is must-see for the most part. And I'm just getting through AJ Styles right now and his WrestleMania. I'm, I'm going to get through Edge's career and kind of give you a rundown on why this matchup will be my favorite at this year's WrestleMania. And then obviously last year he faced off against the New Day. Um, a tag team. Um, I don't know if I've explained a tag team match to you. I will at some point. Um, again, that's an MLB all-star break. If there is a season, I'm going to get into that next. Um, I want to start off with something that makes me happy, not something that pisses me off. Um, he had another AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon, um, Vince McMahon's son. Wow. Could you consider the McMahons, the Mannings maybe in rest? No, no, that's too much. That's not, I'll consider the Rocks family, the Mannings, maybe. I, I don't know. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. Um, but Shane McMahon is kind of crafty. You can call him crafty. He's like uh, another sports um, reference, another uh, sports comparison between Shane McMahon and... Okay, I can't think of anything. But Wally Vett... Um, not full time, but he's kind of like that second stringer that comes in that backup that comes in and just Cooper rush, maybe. Well, okay. More so veteran, um, Matt Moore for the chiefs three years ago in their Super Bowl run when he filled in for Patrick Mahomes, when WWE needs their Matt Moore, that's Shane McMahon. Okay. So that, if that's something you want to think of, but that match, that build up. And then, of course, The Undertaker, my favorite wrestler of ever, The Goat. I don't care what anybody says, The Goat. No one's arguing. Jo okay, there's a lot of people arguing Michael Jordan, 
but they're wrong and that's okay. There's a lot. There's some people that would argue the Undertaker, but they're wrong. Again, that's okay. Just like people that would argue if Tom Brady's the GOAT, they're wrong, but that's okay. Um, it's subjective, but you're still wrong. If you say it's not the Undertaker, it's not Michael Jordan, it's not Tom Brady, you're wrong. And AJ Styles had his very last match with them. Now, this was during, this is where kind of the sideshow stuff and the, and the effects kind of like in the, where the point that it's, this is kind of a show more than it is a sporting event. So if they can combine both perfect, like to perfectly, they did. And with Undertaker's last match and AJ Styles being his last match with the, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time versus the greatest WWE wrestler of all time. Um, that's perfect to send Undertaker off. And, I've noticed when I watch movies or TV shows or when I watch wrestling and when they're talking or there's a scene and I start to hate them or dislike them or I'm getting mad, I'm getting triggered, so to speak, um, that means they're doing their job well. So when I see Beth on Yellowstone or Jamie on Yellowstone and I get mad, I'm I'm not getting mad, but I'm like, what the heck? What is wrong with that actor or actress? is kicking, I can't think of Jamie or Beth's, um, real life name. I forgot. I'm having a brain fart, but, or any show, not just Yellowstone, but it's most recent, but, um, most recent one I've watched. Um, when I see that and I have that reaction, they're doing great. That run with AJ Styles and Undertaker where AJ was the heel, Undertaker was the face, face is good guy, heel is bad guy, but WWE and wrestling is not going around saying, oh, that's the face and that's the ass. They're not going to do that. That's the face. That's the heel. And they're not going to say hero versus villain. That's a ripoff of comic books. Yes, they've used those terms before, but it's not, they're not going to use that all the time. They want their own terms. They need to be original. Um, so that was perfect. The, per- the perfect ending to Undertaker's career. The, it was a boneyard match, essentially a buried alive match to where you have to knock out your opponent enough to dump pounds and pounds of dirt on them. Obviously, that's not realistic, but you get the point. There's always like a drop off there. Um, there's kind of like a little, I can't think. There's some sort of setup on the stage or on the set to where they do bury them and they're there for a second and they kind of drop them down. Like, all right. But, anyways, that was a perfect ending. I think AJ Styles versus Edge can top all of those. Nothing against AJ Styles versus Undertaker, but if, if it weren't for COVID and the pandemic, they would have had a real match in front of thousands and thousands of fans. But hey, what are you going to do? Everybody had to change. Everybody had to do something different. Um, so that, that was a pretty good night of entertainment for me. Um, on to Edge now. A tidbit on Edge. In 2011... He was forced to retire because he had triple fusion neck surgery, I think they call it. And he retired for 10 straight years. Came back in 2020, no, nine straight years technically. Came back in 2020 at the Royal Rumble. Again, my favorite, my favorite pay-per-view ever. Um, just a rundown of Edge here. He's a Hall of Famer. Again, there's no physical location of the Hall of Fame. I think that's a huge mistake and they need to do that. He's won a World Tag Team Championship on seven occasions. 
He's won a world championship 11 times. <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals, not so good now. Sorry, it's a little Kansas City, St. Louis trash talk there. He's won the United States championship once. He's won a tag team championship 12 times. He is a triple crown champion and a grand slam champion. Triple, triple crown is world title, tag team title, singles title. Grand slam is king of the ring, money in the bank, Royal Rumble. It, it's hard to describe to non-wrestling fans, but that matchup is something that will transcend time. And I will talk about it for years to come with fellow wrestling fans and casual wrestling fans. Again, I understand if you're annoyed by the whole prima donna fake sideshow stuff. I get that. And it's it's frustrating for me at times. I have to turn it off. I don't watch every single week. I watch most pay-per-views. I watch some highlights. And there's some times in the year where I won't. I, I stopped watching wrestling for seven straight years. After I my junior year of high school, I stopped watching. And then the pandemic hit. I missed sports. Um, not that I couldn't go without sports. There's other things to life than sports. But at the end of the day, you want to go home, um, have some food, get everything ready for the next day, and get ready for work. Whatever you're going to do, get ready, whatever you're doing, and and watch something. And instead of binge watching multiple TV shows, which I'm doing now, I don't know why I didn't do that during the pandemic. But, um, I started watching wrestling again. And Edge being back, AJ Styles being in WWE, which I did know about. Um, because I, it was stopped it specifically was like mid 2013, early 2014 to early 2020. I stopped watching. So six or seven years. Um, but I knew AJ Styles had returned, but I wasn't into it like I was. And I wish I appreciated it more. Just like when I was talking about my 20, my two, 22, 22, when the Broncos won Super Bowl 50, I wish I appreciated it more as a football fan. Um, but instead I looked at it from a Chiefs fan uh, perspective and said, I can't stand this. Super Anyways. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. Move on to Major League Baseball. Actually, before I do that, other wrestling news, all elite, all elite wrestling. I can't talk ever. I, th- I think I need to chug a gallon of water before I start my show. Because I'm always fumbling around with my words. If I were for CBS Sports or Fox Sports, I'd be fired after a day. My goodness. Anyways, AEW President Tony Khan opened this week's AEW Dynamite, their Wednesday show, um, by confirming that he is the new owner of Ring of Honor Wrestling. It is the Baltimore-based promotion. I did not know it was Baltimore-based. That is insane. Announced last year that it would be taking a hiatus following the final battle pay-per-view in December. News broke shortly after that all active wrestlers would be allowed to explore other companies as it would be extend- as it would not be extending any deals beyond March of this year. The promotion was expected to relaunch with a Supercard of Honor 15 event during WrestleMania weekend. Details of Tony Khan's purchase, and I'm looking at all of this on comicbook.com. Details of Khan's purchase of the company are scarce of now, but the sale will include the extensive ROH tape library, which goes all the way back to 2002. Got a quote here from Khan. 
Ring of Honor's influence on modern professional wrestling is etched permanently in the history books, and this acquisition ensures that its legacy will be kept alive and treated with the utmost respect, Khan said in a press release that dropped moments after the announcement. This deal adds thousands of hours of content to our rapidly growing library and creates new opportunities to expand our footprint on a national and global scale. While having the potential to produce new content under the Ring of Honor banner, I will immediately begin exploring opportunities to make Ring of Honor's video library available to fans who will have the opportunity to witness the beginnings of the careers of some of AEW's biggest stars. I'm not going to just keep reading, but I think that's huge for wrestling. I think it's huge for the sport. This is similar to the XFL and NFL collaboration. I hope the USFL and CFL get on that. I wish all wrestling promotions would, would work together. Not on a consistent basis or night in, night out. That would get confusing confusing, and a bit of a headache and a bit of overload. But look at it like a comic book movie. Um, having a multiverse type thing. Don't do it all the time, but once every three or four years, it looks great. Look at Spider-Man No Way Home. Look at what Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will do. It's going to be huge. So I think wrestling has got it right. I think football's got it right. Now if we can get MLB to got it right. Get it right, Okay. I'm going to go on to the MLB lockout soon, but uh, speaking of Ring of Honor, guys like CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe, <laughs> Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, those guys came from Ring of Honor. This is huge. Again, if MLB can get their act together, just like football and wrestling have, my three favorite sports, two sports, one sport, meh, sport light, I guess. Yeah, sport light. That's a good one. Um, Anyways, going to move on the MLB lockout. Going to take a quick break. Go get some more water because I can't talk. And I'll be back. Stay tuned. professional wrestling makes me happy i'm going to talk about the top nfl free agents top uh, nfl draft prospects where i think the free agents will go um, prospects where i think they could go but we got to talk about things that don't make us happy war that's going on right now yes i'm aware of that but we're not going to talk about that here that makes me sad um and I don't mean to use that as a punchline. I'm not. I apologize to anyone who may think I'm using it as that way. I'm just kind of going over some stuff. Um, MLB lockouts don't make me happy. But at least I can talk about that. Um, for the first time in 27 years, baseball is losing regular season games due to a work stoppage. 
actually more so to the billionaires not wanting to share money with the millionaires and the owners and the commissioner being pieces of sh- craps. But after an extension of Monday's informal, de- informal deadline, MLB and the MLB Players Association were unable to strike a new collective bargaining agreement that would end the owner-imposed lockout on Tuesday. MLB, which is set at 5 p.m. Eastern deadline for a deal, made what it called its best and final offer, who scary, Tuesday afternoon, which was unanimously reje- rejected by the union. Soon thereafter, Commissioner Rob Manfred announced in a press conference that regular season games will be canceled. Really wish I had my sound box here. I would have the booze. Boo. I had hoped that I wouldn't have to have this preference where I'm going to cancel some regular season games. So I'm reading this on CBS Sports. Wow, lack of energy there. Rob Manfred came and says, <laughs> I had hoped against I had hoped against hope. <laughs> yeah, real funny, jackass. We worked hard to avoid an outcome that's bad for our fans, bad for our players. Again, excuse my language. Bad for our clubs. Our failure to reach an agreement was not due to a lack of effort by either party. Yeah, except it was. December 2nd, this lockout went into place. The players did not hear anything back from you bozos for 43 days because you guys wanted to go golfing in the Bahamas, Dallas, wherever you wanted to go. Manfred added the first two series of the 22 season will not be played as scheduled. Opening day was the originally scheduled for Thursday, March 31st, and has been pushed back at least one week. Manfred laughed and joked his way through part of Tuesday's press conference and was not lost on the players. Okay, thank you, CBS Sports. That was a trivia. <laughs> Today is a sad day. We came to Florida to navigate and negotiate for a fair collective bargaining agreement. Um, despite meeting daily, there is still significant work to be done, MLBPA executive Tony Clark said Tuesday. The reason we are not playing is simple. A lockout is the ultimate economic weapon in a $10 billion in- industry. The owners have decided to use this weapon against the greatest asset they have, the players. Um, I'm going to read, read a bit more into this. The MLBPA issued the following statement Tuesday evening. Manfred and the MLB owners have canceled the start of the season. Players and fans around the world who love baseball are disgusted, but sadly not surprised. From the beginning of these negotiations, players' objectives have been consistent to promote competition, provide fair compensation for young players, and to uphold the integrity of our market system. Against the backdrop of growing revenues and record profits, we are seeking nothing more than a fair agreement. What Rob Manfred characterized as a defensive lockout and is, in, is in fact, that's not true. Good God. They said deadlines, BS, BS after BS. This is all on the owner's. It's looking like the soonest would be April 8th, but I'm starting to think the uh, soonest will be April. I mean, this guy. Let, let's look at Rob Manfred's track history. I don't, I don't even need to bring up a damn link. Um, first off, putting somebody at second on an extra innings to reduce game length is against baseball. Is against greatest, uh, America's greatest pastime. Okay, if you're gonna play regular, and you're gonna play extra innings. You're gonna play extra innings. We're not gonna do this. Let's make the game quicker. You want to try to incorporate a pitch clock? Are you kidding me? I just think you want to make the game faster, like a uh, replays. That's not. Oh, but that wasn't you. That was the guy before you. Um, you want to incorporate? What was it? Oh, the set. The only thing I like with Rob Manfred. With him so far is the double innings or the uh, two uh, double headers with the seven innings. That's fine. I'm I'm good with that. 
I'm pretty sure college does that and high school does that if there's ever uh, doubleheaders. Two a day, I keep wanting to say two a days. But to reiterate, opening day is done. First two series are gone. The expanded postseason may be off the table, which might be smart. Um, they agreed to the framework of an expanded 12-team postseason field on Monday. Though the union previously warned they would not agree to an expanded postseason if players are not paid their full salaries in 2022. Now that regular season games and salary will be missed, MLB may have to wait for an extan- may have to wait for an expanded postseason, which again might be smart because whenever they do decide to play, there's going to be a season. But if they have to rush spring training to start playing actual games, an expanded postseason might not be best in the long run. Long run. Next year, they they for sure could, but um, it's important to note MLB could agree to pay the players their full salary for a shortened season, in which case the human like, would likely agree to an expanded postseason field. After all, the players stand to benefit from an expanded postseason too. More postseason games equals more ticket and gate revenue. That's pretty obvious. And obviously, the MLB is trying to deflect blame, as I said. If you've paid attention throughout the lockout, you may have noticed MLB invariably describes their proposals as productive while portraying the MLBPA's offers as going backwards or overreaching. There's plenty of reactions from players. And apparently, they're barely budging on the tax thresholds. There's so much that's going on here that's so wrong. I'm angry about it. So many lockout takes I can go over. I love what Jeff Passon tweeted. For all the fear of a lost season, all the panic that the last 24 hours have caused... There is a deal to be made that will save Major League Baseball in 2022. All it's going to take is the most important skill of all, listening. Uh, Mike Trout on Twitter regarding the lockout. I want to play. I love our game, but I know we need to get this CBA right. Instead of bargaining in good faith, MLB locked us out. Instead of negotiating a fair deal, Rob canceled games. Players stand together for our game, for our fans, and for every player who comes after us, we owe it to the next generation. I understand there's some people that aren't baseball fans or it's too boring to watch, but it is America's great pastime for a reason. And I think it can come back. But Jim Rome kind of compared, had a kind of a scary or a jarring comparison to boxing. And once it becomes greedy, the sport dies. At least its fame dies. The sport itself won't ever go away. The league won't ever go away. But the popularity will. And the ability to watch it will. And it's something I'm hoping never happens but as long as a guy like Rob Manfred is in charge and the owners are as greedy as ever is in charge, 
it's not a bright future. Now, it could get worse. There was something else I mentioned. I kind of used it as a punchline. I did not mean to. I apologize about that. It could get worse. I'm going to move on to something that we can talk about now. Top NFL free agents, top NFL draft po- draft prospects. Let's get into it. My top one is Devontae Adams. Um, I'm going to say, and I'm not going to go over their stats or anything. Devontae Adams... Best receiver in the league. You could probably say Cooper Cup, but I'm going to say it's Devontae Adams. Um, I'm going to say he stays with the Packers. I don't see major change happening in Green Bay this year. So I'm going to say he stays with the Packers. Probably on a franchise tag, but we'll see how that goes. I'm not going to go over contracts. I'm too mad at baseball. I'm happy with football. I'm happy with wrestling. I'm happy with basketball. I'm even mildly happy with hockey and soccer. Not happy with baseball. Next up, I think the best corner available is Jackson. J.C. Jackson. I am... Mm, who needs a corner? I'm going to say this. You guys are going to think... I'm insane. I think J.C. Jackson goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Depending on what happens with Trevorius Ward and Tyron Matthew, J.C. Jackson goes to the Chiefs. And these are my top five, by the way. Devontae Adams, J.C. Jackson. Next up, offensive tackle, Teron Armstead. Yes, he has an injury history, but I think he goes to the Cincinnati Bengals. They have a lot of cap space. They're going to need to build through the draft. I think Toronto Armstead is a, is, a, is a good place to start. Okay, that's three. Next one is Mike Williams, a big-bodied type. Not sure where I think. I want to say he stays with the Chargers, but I'm not totally familiar with the Chargers cap space at the moment. Should have done a bit more due diligence. I'll go into more detail on this on Friday if you guys want. Um, but I'll talk about supporting Kansas City, Kansas State baseball and basketball. Kansas State's on five. Baseball, by the way. So, totally not happy with baseball. Kansas State sucks. And it will be on a lockout. Anyways, back to the NFL free agents. So, I've kind of lost my energy in the past 20 minutes, 20 seconds. I'm going to say Mike Williams. I'm seeing a lot of change this offseason. I could see Mike Williams going to maybe the Browns or the Colts. The Browns or the Colts. Okay, that's four. Next up is Von Miller. While he's not healthy and he's not the best, and these are my top five personally. I know there's Chris Godwin, there's others, but these are my top five personally. Um, 
if he can stay healthy and he can stay consistent, he either stays with the Rams. And I don't have him at a specific spot. He either stays with the Rams or goes to another contender. The Rams, the Bengals, the Chiefs, the, the, the Chargers, the, the Colts. Anything, anybody that can be above 500 all year, make the playoffs, make a Super Bowl. Not someone who can kind of compete and compete here and there and, blah, 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 and then kind of fail in the end. Which I mentioned the Chargers. They have compete, compete, and then they fall in the end. Anyways, but I think that's him. Okay, so you got Devontae Adams, J.C. Jackson, Teron Armstead, Mike Williams, and now Von Miller. Okay, there's guys like Chris Godwin, Chandler Jones possibly, Jesse Bates, Tyron Matthew. Marcus Williams, Mike Gesicki. There's so many out there. There's going to be a lot of changes in the NFL free agency world. And I should have done more of my due diligence on possible teams and possible landing spots for these, for these guys. But with, with all the changing and stuff like that, it's just kind of hard right now. So let's go to my top five prospects and we'll go from there. Number one I'm going to say is Aiden Hutchinson. Um, seeing the Jaguars got the number one pick. If they end up trading away Josh Allen, I could see them drafting Aiden Hutchinson. Um, Iquanu, offensive tackle out of NC State. Cincinnati Bengals could definitely draft him if he's available. He is one of the top guys available, though. I have notes on this, and I have links brought up, so if there's a long pause, that's why. Um, Kyle Hamilton, a safety. Sorry, I lost my link here, so I'm kind of just going to talk rambly. Ram, uh, ramble. My goodness. <laughs> I had my draft order looking at the top picks and my top guy and where they would possibly go. But anyways. So I think Aiden Hutchins is going to go to Jacksonville. I actually think... Kenny Pickett would go to, sorry, Kenny Pickett would go to Detroit. There is other quarterbacks out there, but I think Kenny Pickett is probably the best one to go with. It's nothing against Jared Goff, but you got to build up, and I don't think he's the guy. Um, Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. Um, Saucy Gardner from Cincinnati. I could see either of those guys going in the top 10. Houston Texans. I think they can roll with Davis Mills. New York Jets, they need a wide receiver. I know exactly who they should get. Um, Georgia wide receiver, Pickens. That's my top five. It's kind of all I have for you guys today. I didn't want to go in a lot of detail with this because the draft is so far away. The Combine's, eh. Um, I'll talk about the Combine a little bit more Friday and what I like about it and what I don't like about it. I'll talk about Kansas State and sporting. Um, who knows, maybe, they, maybe the MLB wakes up and they... Good God. I'm sorry, my mouth's been kind of out there today. I apologize about for that one, but this has been Inskeep Sports and Entertainment, episode 70. I'm out of here. Take care, everyone.